This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. In this edition of the show, Mets need a comeback, Yankees rolling, and our Bobby Marks said something that made me shake my head. We'll explain. Ready to hear from you at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Jake the Snake. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Gordon Damer, hello. Larry, how we feel, my friend? Uh, yeah, well, I understand. That's why uh, last night's performance was so big. Huge. Huge. But here's the bottom line for me, Gordon. And you know, we win, we blah, 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 blah. I used to talk for a living. Yeah. When we went into this series, I told you that two and three, I was very concerned about games two and three. But mm-hmm. to be fair, Peterson was outstanding. You really, was really could good. not. You could really not ask for much more. No. From him, you know, he had one real mistake the entire night. And uh, for all the people who always call up about all oh, the home runs, you, you're not going <laughs> to hit home runs against good pitching. Another example tonight, why the Braves are winning this game, why the Mets won the game last night. Yeah, part of it was that Max Scherzer was brilliant, but the other part was they hit some home runs. you got to hit some home runs to score runs these days. Well, they need to score some runs, and that's why they're losing this game, Gordon. And when we go back, this has been an issue with this club. That's why, along with bullpen arms, this team needs a bat, maybe two. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll get into it as we go along here. The 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 hope of seeing Dom Smith, you know, get that big hit a couple of nights ago, that maybe he might get sparked now and and get back to where he was in the 2020 season. That really hasn't really hasn't happened here. Nope. So yeah, I mean, it's it, it's better that you have it now, and maybe on the big stage of Atlanta, it gives the Mets. I think the Mets already kind of know. That they need to add to this team, but if there is ever any doubt, right, like seeing it in this spot where you score one run so far, and the bullpen gives up, you know, takes a two-one game, a two-two-one uh, game makes it a four-one game. Those are the year. There's the areas the Mets are going to have to add to here if uh, they are going to uh, make a deep run in October. It seems pretty clear they need at least a bat, and they definitely need at least one arm. I would say you probably need more than one arm in the bullpen, right? Might need a lefty and a righty. Mm-hmm. Might need both, Gordon. You're right. You might need both. And this is a little disturbing, but this is not the Seth Lugo that we've seen over the past couple of years. I know it's been he's been he's been an enigma, right? He went from a guy who was really effective, then he went to a guy that you can't use in back to back days. Then he was one of the top closer, one of the top relievers in baseball, and then now this year he has not been consistent. He's had some issues, and you know, there's we talk about that circle of trust. There's not a whole lot of circle of trust in that Met bullpen. It's Edwin Diaz and maybe maybe Adovino on a night, you know. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't maybe. sound you don't sound very uh, confident in that, you know. Well, I, I mean, Lugo went from a guy that was well, he's such a weapon. Do we start him? Do we relieve him? Do we use him as a reliever? Then he went to a reliever where you could use him for for multiple innings. Now you can't use him on back to back days. It seems like. And then they were talking during the broadcast. I didn't really realize this. Even back-to-back innings now he's struggling with. Yeah, Yeah, so it's like you can only use him for one inning at a time. So the weapon that Seth Lugo was a couple of years ago, he's just not been that effective, and it just just – cries out for a greater need of, hey, we gotta we gotta add something to this bullpen, at least one piece, that's for sure. It's scary. He's almost a, he's almost a, he's turned into 
like a specialist guy. Like you yeah. maybe eventually he's going to be a one batter guy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Well, look, <laughs> if, if you if you know ahead of time he can, he can only go one batter. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, he can only go one inning, and he can't go back to back days. But he's the Seth Lugo of a couple of years ago. I guess you'll deal with that to have one guy that you know you have a big. But that's kind of tough in a playoff series. Mm-hmm. Even if he's like the best guy, he's only good for one inning at a time, and he's only good one day at a time. Like you can't use him back to back days. I don't know. That doesn't feel like. Um, you have to be really, really good to be able to get those kind of you know, rules around you to, to know how you're going to be the most effective. You need, you need some guys that can come in at any point and get some outs, even if it is for just one inning. Yeah, there's no question about it, and that, that's the situation with the Mets now who are trailing 4-1, and you knew, listen, you knew Atlanta's great offense was going to peak at some point in time. You weren't going to shut them out all, all three games, and – the Mets need to score some runs. Gordon's the bottom line. You're not yep. you're not beating a lot of teams in this in Major League Baseball scoring a run. You're just not. And what's frustrating tonight was the the kid that was pitching for uh, Atlanta. Who was it? Striker. Yeah. I mean, he has very very good stuff. But you were able to almost like last night, you were able to get his pitch count up there pretty early. Mm-hmm. Yep. You were able to get him out of the game in the fifth inning, and you were hoping, hey, you know what? Maybe get into the bullpen a little bit. But uh, the Braves bullpen has been very good this year. It's been good tonight so far. You have not scored against them at least yet, but uh, we still got uh, a little ways to go yet. Yeah, we still do. And this has been a team that has come back in some games. Mm-hmm. So we, we can hope and see that they'll be able to do that. Switching to the Yankees, Gordon, I'm, you know, I'm back and forth. I'm trying to – I'm invested. I'm trying to sneak a peek at what's going on. And when I sneak a peek, one inning I come back and I see Aaron Hicks on the ground. I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah, just when he was starting to get rolling, man. That guy, if he had no, if he didn't have bad luck, he'd have no luck at all. Uh, just when it, you know, since June first, he's really kind of turned it on. And a guy mm-hmm. who at times looked as lost as Joey Gallo. Uh, for all the conversation we've had against uh, about Joey Gallo here the last uh, couple of weeks, it, at one point it was it was um, Aaron Hicks and Joey Gallo, and yeah. then Hicks, if it's the the wrist surgery finally starting to heal, I'm not sure if it's just figuring things out at the plate, but he was starting to. He was starting to give you some actual production, and all of a sudden that was a guy you're like, all right, well, if he's going to be good and we can use him in, in, in maybe left field or maybe sometimes in center to give Judge a blow, well, the shopping list maybe is not as long come the postseason, but um, I don't know. It, it, it did not look – I don't want to play doctor on the radio, but it did not look good the way he left the field. He was walking barely. <laughs> yeah, and very ginger. Didn't, didn't seem very. like you could put any weight on it at all. Now, look, I mean, sometimes you see these guys. I mean, the old Paul Pierce meme, right? He's oh, getting, yeah, really. He's getting wheeled off the court, and then two <laughs> minutes later, he's back. he's back and running around and everything else. So let's hope that that's the case for him. Uh, I've not seen any updates as of yet. I'm sure Aaron Boone will be asked after the game. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, not, not, uh, not what you need when, I mean, finally you are starting to really see yeah. some stuff out of Aaron Hicks. So tough, uh, tough break for him. Hopefully it's not you- a break. Which means you might have to play Gallo more. Well, Gallo was in center tonight a little bit, so uh-huh. um, the, the problem is not really his fielding. It's nice that he can play center field, but if mm-hmm. he's not hitting at all, mm-hmm. uh, again, as I, as I pointed out last night for the Yankee fans who want to harp on Joey Gallo, you should root for Joey Gallo to just keep doing what he's doing. That's right. Because what he's doing, what he's doing right now, he will not be on this team come, come nope. October. He will not be no on this way. team – in any prominent role to begin with. He's already not in a prominent role. He keeps this up. He won't be on the team at all. They'll find another outfielder. And the worst thing that you could have happen right now is to have him go on a hot streak, and he's a guy that can, where he hits three or four home runs in a week because then all of a sudden the Yankees, oh, wait, maybe we've got to reevaluate. You know, there's a lot of things we like about Joey. We don't want to just give him away for nothing. So you, if you're a Yankee fan, 
continue to hope and pray, light a little candle that Joey Gallo <laughs> continues to do what he's been doing. Well, he hasn't disappointed you today. He has not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. He's in midseason form. Yeah. He, he is yeah. really struggling. Oof. He really is. But once again, as you and Don pointed out, and Don was still taking questions today about this, you're not losing. No, he's not. You're not the you reason. Know, you're not, he, he's not killing you. He's and, not. And, and let's just say he's on the team, right? Against all odds, somehow he stays on the team he's and he continues team. to get at bats. He's going to bat ninth. Yes. When the Astros lost the World Series last year, was anybody blaming Martin Maldonado for no. what? No, that, he was their ninth place hitter. The year before that, the Rays, when they lost the World Series to the, um, was it to the Nationals? No, it was to the Dodgers. To the Dodgers. Nobody was blaming Mike Zanino for why the Rays didn't win that series. He was no. their ninth place hitter. So if he's going to be your ninth place hitter, there's, there's, uh, I understand. He's been terrible. Nobody is debating that point. But to, to continually harp on the fact that he's been terrible when the team is, is running away with things seems a bit, a bit silly, a bit overblown. Here's, here's the simple translation, okay? Here's the simple translation. There's no need for you to deal him unless you really want to and the deal is right. There's no need to rush to get a deal just to say we got to get him out of here. There's no need. You'll yeah. have When you get the deal you want, you will move him. Guaranteed. If he continues to hit like this, he he won't be here. And if he is here, if he happens to be here and they can't get the deal, he will be inactive for the postseason. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's inactive. no way. If, if he continues to – and it's not the batting average per se, no. but it's the power. He has no power. He has no RBIs. He's, he's, not, driving any, he's not even driving in runs. No. So if that's the case, he is not going to either. He's not going to be here, or he'll be you know somebody that's a bat off the bench. That if they're looking for a three run home run, and there's a couple of guys on, and it's late in the game, they they maybe they they'll give him a, a chance to to swing the bat and see if he you know. I mean, I'll say this as well: that there's been other guys who on championship level Yankee teams during the regular season. People have yelled and screamed, oh, this guy's terrible. And then, you know, baseball's weird, right? Baseball's yeah. a weird game. I remember Graham Lloyd when the Yankees got Graham mm-hmm. Lloyd in 96. Graham Lloyd was terrible. Was. People were yelling, get this guy, Graham Lloyd, out of here. He stinks. And then, sure enough, come the postseason. In the postseason, he was outstanding. Right, he was outstanding. Getting lefties out, you know, Klesko and, and the, the other Braves guys that they had there, so. Um, yeah, let's see how it plays out. I, I, it would be a shocker among all shockers if Joey Gallo continues to do what he's doing and he's on this team because he's already barely on the team. He's, he's, I mean, already they're, they're, they're trying to find ways that they can't play him. Yeah, it's true. And he's helping them. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's doing his part that way. <laughs> he's doing a good job. But you know what? Like I just saw him, he, he, he hustles. He's running down the first base. He's not jogging. He's running down there as hard as he can. You know, he's reached on an error here in this, in this, in this last at bat. He's doing what he can, Gordon. You can't. He is doing the best he can. That's yeah. what's so sad. Uh, that's that, that's a problem, right? I mean, and it's like he, we've never really seen Joey Gallo, the the actual the guy that the Yankees traded for. Yeah. Um, you still haven't they, seen him. They haven't seen him. I mean, no. he was a guy that would hit you know two twenty two thirty. 220-230 at this point would be like, oh, my God. You know, he, that would be, like, unbelievable. But it's the power numbers. It's the walks. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you were He's hoping to be getting. That. You were hoping to get the total package. You haven't gotten anything. And, and I, I think that you, you could make the argument that of all the people that have come to New York and have, have uh, you know, shrunk under the spotlight, 
he might be at the top of the list right now. Considering what he was and where he is, woof, yikes. And, and what's, so, what's so interesting about that statement you made, Gordon, is the fact that you said he's a 220 hitter. Right. Well, we look, just, he, he it's was not never like he's a 300 hitter and he just no. dropped off. It's like this is he's even worse than his, than his average. Yeah. No, I mean, like he, he's not he, he, batting average is not his skill set. Like it's about him getting a, a ball that he can damage and, and putting a hurt on it. Right. Like power, uh, good, good on base percentage, good power, especially from the left side at Yankee. You would think. A guy who's putting up 40 home runs other places at Yankee Stadium as a left-handed bat- batter, he'd be able to do real damage, but he, yeah. he's not done any. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing that it's been, I guess, over a year probably about this point now, and um, he has been – he has been. An, now, look, at the worst case, you thought, all right, he's going to hit, you know, low 200, you know, 220, mm-hmm. two, yeah. you know, 200. He's had years where he's hit – Two two fifty at least one year he hit two fifty. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done that with the Yankees. With the Yankees now in two and almost a full season of games, hundred and twenty eight games going into tonight. Right, he has a uh, batting average of one sixty three and an on base percentage of two ninety five. Which is, I mean, he's a minor league player. How's he in the majors? I don't know. I, I guess he's out of options. Uh, I mean, he is. He has not been a major league player for the Yankees. God, what is what has Flory Esteban got to do to get on this team? It, you know, I never really felt like the Yankees tr- thought that Florial was anything special. I figured they, 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 I think they kind of thought that they'd take a shot on him and, and bring him up and see what he could do. But no, he, I mean, now there's been years where um, Joey Gallo, like he hit 181 in 2020. It was a shortened season, but he still got on base 30% of the time. He's yeah. not doing that even here. No. He's not even slugging what he was slugging that year. And he's had other years where he slugged almost 600. So it's, uh, it, he's, it's not worked out. It's not going to work out, I don't think. You should not hope that it works out. You should be rooting for more of the same because if, that, if you get more of the same, it's safe to say he will not be here. No question. And listen, you, you cut your losses. You thought it would work. You tried to do something to jog the offense last season to get some mm-hmm. lefty, you know, lefty at-bats in there. Rizzo has worked. Uh, so you're fifty. You're fifty percent. Rizzo has right. worked. Gallo has not. So you move on from there. You try to find somebody else to replace him. But you're not in a rush because you're 175 games over 500. You're, you're running <laughs> right. away with the right. division, right. and there's no need to rush to get rid of him. That I mean, that's the point. Like that, I think that most of us have been making, in that people are saying you got to get him off this team. You got to get him off this team immediately. Like no, now. you don't have to get him off the team immediately. <laughs> You, yeah. you don't because he's not he's not holding you back from doing what you're now. He's not helping you. I'll grant you that. Everybody can agree. He's not helping you. No, we, we're not but, saying he's great. We right. know he's not good. He's terrible. He's, he's he's legitimately he is a minor league player for how he has played for the Yankees. But that said, as you said, there's still 150 games over 500 you know, and so. counting because you're playing the Reds three. Exactly. <laughs> God bless the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, man. 1-800-919-3776. We'll keep you up to date with the baseball. We'll talk more after the games are over. I know you guys are invested in the in the um, Atlanta Mets and Cincinnati Yankee game. But, Gordon, I've known Bobby Marks, gosh, it's got to be 20 years, wow. probably, uh, from his days with the Nets and being around the NBA. And he does an outstanding job as our front office NBA insider, like picking up the numbers and salary cap and all that stuff, which makes my eyes cross. He made a statement, Gordon, that made me say, what? 
Wow. We'll hear what that is next. You're listening to ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. I think the Vegas, I think Vegas has eaten me up, Malika, That's here fair. and spit me out. But I feel that watching him during these playoffs, certainly during that finals, LeBron is a heck of a great player. Great player here. But I think, you know, I saw Jordan in his prime in the 90s. Curry reminds me a lot of that offensively, where he is a threat to beat you in a lot of different ways here. And as I said, I think we've got three or four more years of prime Curry leading up. But right now, I'm going to stick with it, right? Stick with it and saying he is the second best player of all time. Bobby Marks, our NBA insider here at ESPN, says that Steph Curry, Gordon, not only is he in the top 10, he's oh number man. two oh all God. time. What are we doing? It's yeah, ESPN I mean, New York tonight here on 987 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, at hardest to ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Mr. Damon, the floor is yours. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't play any defense. I mean, like, just let's let's forget about all the scoring and, and let's leave that. We'll leave that to second. He doesn't play any defense at all. How can you put him ahead of guys who are two-way players? Tim Duncan. You know what I mean? Like, great all-time players who play defense. He doesn't play any defense. I just, I, I don't know. I feel like this is, you know whose fault this is? Kevin Durant's fault and Sean Marks' fault. If Sean Marks had traded Kevin Durant by this point or Kyrie Irving at this point, we would have something to fill that content hole that we are filling with this right now. I, I'm sorry. It's um, uh, Bobby Marks is great at what he does. He's you're absolutely fabulous. right in terms of the, the cap. And, you know, oh, you, so uh, he immediately can tell you. He's almost like on election night where they throw yeah. it to, like, the expert at the, yeah, at the window, exactly. you know. And yeah. he, he can tell you and break down all the different, ca- you know, this state. Well, this vo- the votes are coming in from here, and they need them from over there. That's what he's like. He's great at that. That said, he, Steph Curry's not the second best player of all time. Not. Sorry, he's just not. He's not even the second best. How long player has he now? been in Vegas? Is, <laughs> how long has he been in Vegas? <laughs> I don't know. That might that might have. I've seen I some mean, stuff in Vegas. He's a great player. Great player. He's not number two now. He's a great all time. Less all time. No. He's not even number two now. No. You know, not even now is he number number two. But he's a great player. He's a, there's no question. He's fantastic. About it. He is. And, and now, if we're talking. Is he among the greatest shooters of all time? Absolutely. Oh, okay, that's Absolutely. fine. That's a different conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. That that I will agree with him. He might be number one. Right. You know, he might be number one there. When you go all time with, with, because you know what, Gordon? He in a way he's changed the game. That uh, absolutely. From three. You want to talk about up? the revolutionary <laughs> players? Maybe you might have a case for for yeah. a second of all time. I, I don't know, but. Not just, he's not. He's not. He's not the best. He's not the second best player I've seen. And I haven't seen nearly enough. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. You know, um, I didn't go. I don't go back to Bill Russell or Wilt no. Chamberlain or really. You know, like the the you know the early prime of Kareem or. Yeah. I but know. he he ain't he ain't that. He's he's not that. He's a heck of a player. But he's he, a heck of a player. He's, he's great. He's and and and, and to say he's not the second best player again is not an insult. Like when we were no. saying he was not top ten player of all time, it's not an insult. No, some really good players have played There's this some game. Really great players, absolutely. <laughs> Seventy five years, you get some good players over yeah. time. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's oh, not. Lord. We're talking the league, not a team. No. <laughs> so so it's the whole league. Everybody who's ever played, and it's tons of them. And I get the whole thing because you know everywhere. Gordon, is is it the same for you? Everywhere you go, you do a show. Yes. Where's the barbershop? You're doing the show. Uh-huh. Dinner? Sure. You're doing the show. You're standing in line at the supermarket. You're doing the show. Everywhere you go, you're doing the show. And so I was doing a show 
a remote broadcast at a luncheon <laughs> this weekend. And we got into this discussion about, you know, oh, this player's great. And this one. It, you can't, it is getting extremely difficult to compare players in different eras. You can't do it. You can't really do it because there's so, because people will immediately say, oh, look at the talent. John Morant was saying something. I saw a quote from him somewhere of, I would like to go up against Jordan. I don't know if that's a real quote. I think that that was actually a, you know, a, a fake thing. But I yeah, so. I mean, yeah, I, I think it was. I think it was a <laughs> and, hoax. And, and listen, and I understand it from a from a competitive standpoint because you want to right. you want to see where you stand against the best. Sure, but you're not trying to say that you're better than him. You know, you know you're, not, I, you're not trying to say that. And I would just say for all the younger fans who think that everything that's happening now is the best that it's ever been, and the old time guy, oh, they were going up against plumbers and electricians, yeah. and it was. <laughs> Just remember, in 30 years, yep. there's going to be another bunch of guys who come along who the kids then, who aren't here yet, will be saying, no, no, these guys, these are the toughest, these are the best. And you'll think back to when you were watching right now, you'll be saying, wait, what a second, well, what about Steph Curry? What about mm -hmm. LeBron James? About and all Kevin those Durant? guys will be getting all, well, you know, he was good, but, you know, he had to do this and that. So I just say, wait, you know, like everybody thinks that the thing that's going on in their childhood or early sports fandom is the greatest thing that's ever happened and will ever happen. Give it a little time. Can't you hear people now? KD, he needed Steph Curry to win the title. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, he, he needed this one. He needed that. They needed, they needed three people. Yeah, LeBron was great. Yeah, he won one, but he won most of his titles. He needed two people to win. The, I, it, it always changes. The era, it makes it so interesting and so difficult for you to compare players. That's why, you know, it's funny – because there are players who were in the top 50 who are not in the top 75 in the NBA. You're like, well, what did they do to drop out? <laughs> so, well, you're always adding guys, right? Every, every year we have a draft, right? There's, there's good players generally every single year. So, yeah, yeah I mean, if you're, if you're adding a bunch of guys every single season, some of those guys are going to drop out. That's, that's only fair. No question about it. Well, the Mets did not get the comeback, Gordon. They lose four to one, so now they are once again a game and a half ahead of Atlanta. So uh, Wednesday afternoon in Hotlanta decides the series. And, you know, like we said, last night was important because you guarantee if, if the worst thing happens, you still leave in first place. It would be nice to see if Chris Bassett can, can A, duplicate the performance he had earlier in the season, and B, if the Mets can score some runs. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see him get back to where, I mean, it seemed like he was cruising along and then all of a sudden hit something, almost like Tyone or, you know, some of these other guys you've mm -hmm. seen, and he just hasn't been right since. So, uh, And he's a guy that you're really relying on. He is, yeah. he is clearly number three in the rotation. But he's number two now. He's number two right now, yeah, absolutely. And for a little <laughs> while there, he's number one. So. Exactly, exactly. Yep. Although I will say Tyrone Walker has been very good of late. He's been he has been excellent. Good. But, you know, it seems like he's a one-half kind of pitcher. Yeah, you get concerned about what's going to happen in the second right, half. Right, yeah. Because, because, you know, the memory of last year was like, oh, we saw this last year. Great first mm -hmm. half, second half. Eh, not so much. Gordon, I tell you, I, I, I like what I've seen from Gleyber Torres. Mm -hmm. I mean, his, his average is in the 270s. I mean, just yep. don't, don't not go in the third, which is not great. I, I applaud his hustle, but, you know, Spencer Wynn saw the ball get away. I don't know how he didn't get to third. It seemed like he was running hard the entire yeah. time, and the ball got away from the center fielder pretty good. It was like his – I don't know, maybe the fact the, 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 the dirt is wet – yeah. Like slowed him down more because it's it's like when he went to slide, it's like he just stopped. 
It was very a very odd slide. I don't know. Maybe he slid too early. I'm not sure. Very weird. It's gonna rain. Um, and he's definitely he, out. Yeah, he's definitely. Can we get can we get a a conventional slide? What feet first? I don't know about the, yeah, I don't know. About yeah, I don't like the. I, I never have liked the the hand like Ricky Henderson. No problem. Like Ricky did yeah. it the perfect way. But yeah, you're putting yeah. your hands out there. I don't like that. Put the put go go feet first, please. Yeah, it would be nice. But I like you know he's he's had a you know what he's had a nice bounce back season. It's not it's not where he was previously with the power and everything. But Gordon, he, I think he he he's almost. I'm not gonna say he's a better hitter. But I'll say it this way: he's a better hitter than he's been the past couple of seasons. I can't get over. That the move to shortstop screwed him up to the degree that it did. Because you're right. I mean, like, if you take a look at his numbers this year, uh, at last check I have 276, an on base of 333, and a slugging of almost 500. You would sign for that from your second baseman. Absolutely. So it's good to see him back. I don't know where he's been the last couple. I guess you just have to chalk it up to the the, the move to shortstop. Boy, that was just a disaster. It was. I don't think I've ever seen a guy move positions, a position that he was groomed to play. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he was a shortstop the entire time. The reason they let D.D. go was not because, oh, you know, D.D. just priced himself. No, they planned on letting D.D. go so that they could move Glaber to short, and that, boy, did that blow up in their face. It really did. It really did. Got some stats courtesy of SNY, Gordon. Check this okay. out. Okay, give it to me. Mets offense. Mm-hmm. First 57 games compared to the last 31. Okay. Okay. First 57 games, team batting average 267. Okay. Last 31, team batting average 230. Oof. First 57, run, they scored an average of 5.2 runs per game. Nice. Last 31, 3.7 runs per game. Mm-hmm. On base percentage, 338 the first 57 games, 301 the last 31 games. Yikes. Average with runners in scoring position. You ready, Gord? Yeah, this is going to be because this was unsustainable when they were rolling. But go ahead, give it to me. Two ninety one, right? In the first fifty seven games, mm-hmm. two nineteen, right. the last thirty one. I think that's the perfect example of they weren't as good as they were when they were hot, but they're not as bad as they are when they're when they're cooled off. You know, like two nineteen with runners in scoring position, they they have to be better than that. They are better than that. Yeah, but they, but they're not two ninety one. They're not exactly. It's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, listen, 250 is great. Give me yeah, 250. Oh. I'll take 250. You take 250 every day. Uh, home runs, 54 in the first 57 games. Okay, so about one a game. 32 in the last 31 games. Okay, so still about the same rate. That's not really the issue. No, the issue is the the issue the is the, the runs per game and running and runs and average of runs in scoring position. That's the issue. Yeah. They well, get, I mean, they, they need to. The the nice thing is is that the, when you're talking about them adding some offense, they need to add a DH. I mean, you yes. can add, you can add anything as a DH, right? Yes, like just exactly. get go get me a a, a a respectable bat, somebody who's you know simply a little bit above average in terms of a bat, and that will be a massive upgrade from Absolutely. where you're at right now. So that's the nice thing. The yeah. problem is is that I don't know. If either of the Yankees or the Mets, if we were to list concern areas of the teams, right, uh, the offense of the Yankees, the offense of the Mets, the, the, the defense of the Mets, the defense of the Yankees, I don't know if there's a bigger area of concern considering how many pieces I think you need to add mm-hmm. than the bullpen for the Mets. Yeah. Because if you're talking about how, it's almost impossible to have a deep playoff run and have a bullpen. troublesome bullpen. You're right. No question. They need a bat. 
But they the do. bullpen is the priority. Yeah. They need because the they need a the couple priority. of pieces there. Yeah. Yep. They do. Now you'll hope that, that that you're start. I mean, you're going to kind of reverse engineer it a little bit because you're hoping that you're going to get Degrom back and mm-hmm. you're going to have Scherzer mm-hmm. and Taiwan Walker has been basically an all star and Bassett's mm-hmm. very good. So you're going to have four starters that you feel confident can get you to the sixth, seventh inning of any playoff game. So maybe the the need for a bullpen is not as great as other teams who, you know, a bunch of teams. If, you, if the pitcher gets in trouble in the third inning, they're looking to go to the bullpen. So maybe mm-hmm. it's a little bit different for the Mets. But right. you got Diaz, you got that piece. Mm-hmm. That's the ninth inning. You got yeah. the first six or seven. Now yeah. you got to figure the seventh and eighth and figure and may- out some way to make that work. And maybe I can get Peterson to give me an inning. Maybe. That's in possible. Yeah, you know, that's possible. As a lefty, maybe I can get him out of the pen to give me something because I'm going to lose a starter. Right? I'm not going to need five starters. No, you don't need five starters. You know, so, um, you know, maybe I can get him. He can give me something out of, out of the pen and maybe that'll help me out. But until but for the regular season, <laughs> they, need, they, need more, they need more bullpen help. Now, let me ask you this. How concerned would you be if the Mets don't win the division? They still make the playoffs, but they don't win the National League East. Is that, is, how would you describe your feelings of that? All right, we're in the playoffs. We are a wild card. DeGrom is healthy. We got all the pieces that we want to have back. How, much of a, how disappointed would you be if they don't win the division this year? I'd be a little disappointed, Gordon. You had a 10-and-a-half game lead. And now you, with the new format, you're going to have to play an extra playoff round. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm trying to stay away from the playoff round. Yeah, I, I want you want to win the division with these with these new rules and stuff mm-hmm. they've added with the extra teams and stuff. You want to win the division. Why do you think the Yankees are doing what they're doing? They they've been the other place. They don't want to go there again. No, <laughs> you no. want to win the division. So yeah, you want to be one of those top two teams. You know, no question. And, and especially, okay, if it, if we if it was back and forth with Atlanta all season, listen, okay, they were better. Okay, I, I tip my cap to him. But, Gordon, once again, 10-and-a-half game lead. And not that long ago. And and it's not that they went into a prolonged slump. No. Atlanta got hot. They just got hot. I mean, hot the Mets they, just they the Mets were doing – Yeah, the Mets were just doing what they do. They were winning series. They were splitting. You know, you see the numbers are down, but they were finding ways to win. Okay? And then Atlanta just comes in and they just start steamrolling people. And now you're in the position where, you know – you have to be looking back, and I don't know, Gordon. You know, we we talked all this about how great Showalter is, and he's done a great job. I'm not saying nothing against him. He's not hitting it. He's not pitching. But, Gordon, I don't know. Could could this team have suffered from looking at the standings? Could this team have been a team that's looked back and say, oh, man, some of the guys who've been here before, God, here comes Atlanta again. Can we ever get past Atlanta? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it's that. I think it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier, that the, the, the performance that you got at the beginning of the season was kind of unsustainable in terms of the fact that you were missing the, the two big guys in the rotation for a good part of it, DeGrom the entirety of it, uh, and then the Braves just kind of got hot. So I don't think that you were as, as great as it looked like that first, you know, up until June 1st. Mm-hmm. But the offense and some of the issues probably aren't as bad as they seem right now. What would be really frustrating is if the Mets somehow, and I don't think that this would happen, but if the Mets were overtaken by the Braves but still had the second-best record in the National League, but because they didn't win the division, they're going to find themselves playing in the wild-card round when you it was there for the taking, you were right there, and you just got beat out. But it would almost be like the Yankees and, and if the Astros were in the same division, yeah. right? Exactly. That would be very tough to take if you had a big lead and let it get away, and then now you got to play an extra playoff round and everything else. Well, here's the scary thing: we got a bunch more games with Atlanta. 
Oh, well, look, that's going to decide it, right? I mean, yeah, that's going to decide it. And look, more. you go out tomorrow, and, and I, I think I saw a stat on the game tonight. The Mets have not won a series against the Braves anywhere since 2017. Is that that's right? I think, I think it is. Wow. I think it that's kind of hard to believe. No, I mean, you're playing them 19 a times a year. I know. I know. They've, they've, they've done a number. They have done a number. And there's been some games that they've had the lead and lost. It's been, it's, it's been, it's, that's Tough. why, that's why you always look in the rearview mirror for Atlanta. You just do. You always look in the rearview mirror for them. Let's go to the phones. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Mike is in the story. What's up, Mike? Hey guys, uh, enjoy listening to you. Uh, a lot of comments. Uh, first, I would like to address Bobby Mock's comments about Stephen Curry being the second best player. I'd like to know where Mr. Marks gets his weed so I could go purchase some. The, well, he's in Vegas, no so we don't know who that is, but yeah. As <laughs> a defensive player, not even close. Close games, it was never that clutch except for this year. I give it to him. This year, he, he rose to the occasion. He deserved the MVP. But in all the other games, high pressure. Jordan was the man. Curry doesn't compare it and, and, and do or die games. I, I, there's no comparison to me. As far as the Mets, another year they're going to go down the Braves. You watch. Yankees got to get rid of Gallo. He's I know he's not killing them, but at the same time, when you got this much invested and, and the Yankees go for the championship every year, he's got to go. They got to get somebody else. Thanks, fellas. All right, Mike. Mike, I guarantee you, even if he's here, you won't know <laughs> the postseason. Yeah. He's He'll not going to play. No, he's gonna he's not going to play, Mike. Yankee fans, he's not going to play. Can I make my point now? Yeah, you can. He's not going to play. If you don't believe me, Gordon, where did Joe Torrey bat A-Rod? In the he batted him ninth, and I'll, I'll tell you, A-Rod, <laughs> A-Rod looked a whole lot better than Joey Gallo has at any point. So if A-Rod can be hit ninth in the postseason, Joey Gallo cannot get off the bench in the postseason. No. He's not going to be a factor. Relax. It's okay. They'll move him when they can. They'll try. And listen, Gordon, I tell you, they may speed up the process, though, because if Hicks is out for any amount of time, yeah, they may they have, have to, to move to find get somebody. An, yep. They have to move to get an outfielder. <laughs> Matt Carpenter will be playing center field tomorrow night. <laughs> I know uh, Aaron Judge will be playing center field yeah, tomorrow Yeah, that's night. true. That's why they gave him the good thing they gave him the rest tonight. I, you right. know what? I can't get over the crowd that the Yankees have tonight. Amazing. The Yankees Reds. I know. On a Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. With bad weather. And packed. Absolutely yeah. packed. I can't yeah. get over it. I'm interested to see what the actual attendance is for tonight. Yeah. Paul O'Neill invited all his friends. Apparently. Maybe they were giving <laughs> one, of, one of those bobbleheads away tonight. Who knows? Come out and get red roughing bobblehead. Nobody knows who red no, no, roughing no, no. is in the stadium. But No, no. They, they, had, they had the rest of the Scooby-Doo bobbleheads. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Higashidoka. That's it. Oh, maybe he had the bobblehead. Maybe. 1-800-919-3776. Gordon? There's more news about Kyrie and KD. Oh, thank God. Whatever it takes to get Bobby off the air here, you know? <laughs> we'll, hear, we'll catch up with that next on 9870 ESPN. He's Gordon Damer. I'm Larry Hardesty. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 9870 ESPN. Gordon, before we hear from Nick Fidel, who was on KJM, uh, I'm just looking back over the, this Met, these Met numbers. Mm-hmm. For, all... <laughs> As a Met fan, only us would go into Atlanta, no Jeff McNeil, 
no Marte, which is a holes in your batting order, Gordon. I mean, you know, you're struggling already, and you're going down there without two of your, your guys. James McCann was, was, you know, had a couple of hits coming off the DL. He was not available. You're just like, it's like, no, nah, no, we need these guys now. So it's, it's a matter, it's, like I always say, it's not who you play, it's when you play them. Yeah, certainly not great timing with the the, the oh. Marte injury and the McNeil being away from the team, but that's why getting last night's was so important, man. You need right. you needed that one last night, and boy, it's it's clear tonight that you needed that one last night. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mission accomplished there. Try to get the one tomorrow. Now, who's pitching tomorrow for them? Bassett. Bass. Oh, right, that's right. Bassett. Yeah, yeah Bassett's right. pitching so, tomorrow. Okay. For, for All right. Well, look. Next. I mean, he gives you a chance to win generally. Absolutely. Hopefully, Usually. he can get back and. And I, I, I'll say this, it's pretty clear looking at the standings, Mets and Braves are pretty much probably the only real race. I, I guess maybe the Central with the Brewers and the Cardinals, um, but that's about it, right? Like the, the, the American League West is wrapped up. The American League East is wrapped up. Twins got a four-game lead on the Guardians. I don't even know if the Guardians are really going for it per se, but the White <laughs> yeah, Sox really. have been terrible. Uh, the Dodgers have like an eight-game lead in the West in the National League. So, you know, basically it's the Mets and Braves and it's the Brewers and Cardinals. Those are your division races. And with the first two games, they've been like playoff games, right? Close, good pitching, tough to score runs. So we'll see what the Mets can do tomorrow. You know the Met, You know the Yankees are going to face Minnesota again in the first round of the play. Please, <laughs> please let that happen. Uh, although, you know what? Like, eventually that, that streak has got to run out, right? Well, like, it doesn't. I don't know, Larry. Man. I, I am. I, I know there's a lot of people that are the most confident fans of the world. I am the least confident fan of the world. So I want the Yankees clearly to get the bye. Yes. Face the Twins in the first round. Mm-hmm. Whoever the Astros face in the first round, have the Astros knock them out. Right. And then uh, go on to the to the World Series that way. That would be fantastic for me. I, I don't. I don't care how we get it. I don't feel like I have to get the toughest path of, oh, I want to beat the Red Sox and I want to beat the Astros and I want to beat the Mets. Give me whoever I can beat and actually will beat, and uh, I'll sign up for that. So how many how many teams coming out of the AL East? I, I would be – I think at this point it's probably going to be the three teams, right? The Rays, wow. the Red Sox, and the Blue Jays. Like, I know the Mariners are over 500 now, and they've made a push, and they have the longest, I think, playoff streak in all the professional mm-hmm. sports mm-hmm. in North America. It's been, they have not made the playoffs since the year they won 116 games, 2001. So that's that's a real long streak. I don't believe in the Mariners. I think that I feel like at this point every year we hear, oh, the Mariners are going to do this, the Mariners, and they, then they always fall apart at the end. So I think it's probably going to be the teams in the uh, American League East. And who knows if the Blue Jays aren't careful? It might be the Orioles. Who knows? It is. Can you believe there's only two games separating the Jays from the Orioles? For all the talk about the Blue Jays this year coming into the year, they were everybody's pick to win the division. And, and I always, you know, like for Yankee fans who are so spoiled, just put yourself in the spot of the other teams in the division. Imagine if you were the Blue Jays right now. Imagine the Blue Jays and the Yankees reverse spots. Mm-hmm. And the Blue Jays were running away with the division up by 15 games or whatever it is right now. And the Yankees were sitting at 46 and 42, two games ahead of the Orioles. And it's not that hard to envision because around this time last year, the Yankees were basically, I think, about 46 and 40. They were barely over 500. Yeah. It's amazing. And and here's the thing. Where did Boston come from? Well, they had that. They had an incredible month of June. I mean, they were in. They didn't pick up any ground in the month of June, but they were. They finally started to get some some guys in places and. 
you know, I always kind of expected that they would wake up at some point. Yeah. Luckily, the Yankees have a large enough lead that I don't think that they're going to have to deal with them really in the division so much. It might be in the playoffs. But uh, look, you know, you go into a Red Sox series, you go into a series against the Rays, you go against a series obviously against the Astros, really anybody against the Twins, I, as great as the Yankees have been, th- those are toss-up series, man, yeah, to me. True. Those those are tough yeah. series. The, the, yeah, and baseball playoff series can always turn on a dime, so there's nothing guaranteed. Gordon, I, I can't believe from from second to from second to last place, there's four games. There's a four-game difference between the Red Sox and Orioles. In the division. Yeah, yeah, congratulations to the that's Orioles, crazy. man. They, uh, they have uh, – they, uh, look, it's been a while. I mean, this that, that's what is supposed to happen. You're supposed to be really, really bad, and then you're supposed to come out of it. I yeah. don't know how good their pitching is overall, but uh, if I would have told you that here in mid-July the Orioles would be one game under 500 coming into tonight, you would have thought I was absolutely uh, – you would think I was hanging out with Bobby Marks. <laughs> They've won eight in a row and eight out of their last ten. And I will say this, because oh. I know that the conversation will come up down the road about the MVP in the American League. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care how great a year they have. I don't care how revolutionary Shohei Otani is or how great mm-hmm. Mike Trout is. You can't get swept by the Orioles no. and still be eligible for MVP. I'm sorry it cannot happen. I mean, the, the, the Angels are not. Uh, it's unbelievable. Again. How bad? I, like, what a Again. mess of an organization. What a mess of an organization. Every year. And they had, you know, they had the hot start this year. You look at the, some of the names in the lineup. You look at some yeah. of the names in the rotation. Like, yeah, they, you know, maybe this is the year they might kind of surprise a little. No, no. No. I mean, they're 38 and 49. It's unbelievable. They're 19 games out. And I mean, the best. Did- and, and I think that they are trying. Right? Like, most yeah. of these teams, like the Royals, aren't trying. The Tigers aren't really trying, I don't no. think. Uh, the Rangers, I don't think, are trying. The A's clearly are not. They are actively not trying. But the fact that the Angels are spending big money, and, they, I mean, they're already on, what, their fourth manager? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. and uh, it's as bad as this. It's it's kind of mind-boggling with two guys who are putting up MVP kind of – I mean, Otani is because he's doing the two things, and he's mm-hmm. ridiculously great at both of them. Yeah. And then Mike Trout's just, you know, maybe the greatest hitter of this generation right now. But um, it's amazing. They can't get out of their own way. And, and at some point, like, to, to me, I would say if after this season ends, and, and they, let's say the Angels finish, you know, 20 games under 500 and all that. Mm-hmm. If you're Mike Trout, at some point, don't you have to say, get me the hell out of here? Yeah, like, no, I got to go win someplace, right? Like, he this should a winning, for a trade. Right? <laughs> he really should. He's got he's, to he's at wasting some point. away. He's not. Getting, oh. he's not getting anything done out there. Nothing. He's his career injuries and bad teams. His career's his career's wasting away. What legacy does he have? Well, he's a great. He's a great individual player. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, he is. Uh, I mean, you take a look at. I always say, like, if you go on Baseball Reference and you look for the black mm-hmm. ink, there's a lot yeah. of black ink on uh, Mike Trout's name. Yeah. But he's a great player. He's a great player. Great player. You know, you know where you don't see a lot of yeah. You know where you don't see a lot of black ink in the postseason batting category. Uh, Since 2014, when he was a 22 year old, that's the last time he has been in the postseason, and the only time he's been in the postseason. He's 30. He can't remember the playoffs. No, (laughs) no. And I I, want to see what his contract is because I know he's got that crazy contract. How many years are left on that? He got 426 million. I love this. 426.5 million. 
Well, you got to have the point five. You got to have the point five, right? The point five means everything. Yeah. It really does. It really you does. need that extra 500 grand, right? No question about it. So let's see how many years he has left on that deal. I think he still has. All right. Uh, you research that. I tell you, yeah. you research that. We'll step away. We'll come back. We'll get the answers to try and find out why there's a 20, why there there are minus 20 runs. And is it pitching? Is it offense? We'll figure all that out. And we'll hear from Nick Bedell as well. You're listening to ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN New York. All right, Gordon, tell me about um, Trout's contract. Mike Trout has eight years left in it by my math, oh my $283 million. Oh, my God. He's going to Two, die out there. Yeah, 283 for eight. There's not too many teams that's going to oh, be able to take that on. No. Although I can think of one if they were to lose their free agent <laughs> outfielder. They might, they might have they might have what, what they call those lanes. They might have one of those lanes on the, uh, on the oh. salary cap. Oh, that's tragic. Yeah, and I'll you just say this right now. Hopefully, again, I'm, Gordon? I, I'm hopefully I'm wrong. I'm just watching this Yankee game. It looks like Clay Holmes is melting down before our eyes here. He's struggling. Oof! He can't he can't find the strike zone. He just hit a batter. He's two zero on the next batter. His bases loaded. Nobody out. Yeah, He's struggling. This is not this is not the way you want to. Uh, maybe somebody's got to play him the trumpets. Maybe the trumpets might help him. Can, can we no, get him some trumpets? He was fine until uh, Chapman got back. <laughs> yeah, maybe 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 he's getting uh, he's got to work up a sweat a little bit. Maybe so, but this this is not what you want. And I was no. and I was I was going to ask you if you thought you really needed to bring him into a game like this. Well, it is a safe situation, but and he has been so locked down. Yeah. I mean, he's been automatic. But I know. maybe uh, uh, oh boy, this has mm. getting gone from bad to worse here. It really has. A base hit, two run score, right? Oh no, they held him in third. No, okay, so only one. There's nobody out. No need. To, no need to. No, no it. need to push it. Like Glaber trying to get to third base. <laughs> it happens. Uh, we get to the calls in the second. Gordon Nick Fidel. Okay, I give it to him. Nick Fidel was on KJM, and he gives a timeline for KD's possible move. There are plenty of people out here, guys, who think that this thing is going to stretch for a while and potentially into the season. And the, the real interesting factor here will be whether Kevin at some point says, hey, I want out. I'm not going to, to come to camp. I, I don't want to go through the motions. I don't want to be here anymore. Or whether if it gets to that point that he'll say, all right, let's play this out. I'd still like to be moved. I will tell you there is hope internally. And all it is is hope right now. That there's still a couple months in play here. And if they can't get a deal that fits for everybody, then maybe Kevin says, hey, I like New York City, and I think this team still could have a chance, and we'll see what happens. All right, so Nick, could Kyrie or KD or both return to the Nets? I can see Kevin coming back, going through training camp, starting the season. I cannot see Kyrie doing the same, and I can't see the Nets wanting that to happen. I think that relationship has run its course. So that's the part. Everybody keeps saying Kevin would have to go first, then Kyrie. I agree with that to this point, though. At some point, not bringing Kyrie back is probably better for all involved when the season gets up and running. And in that case, maybe you would have to move him if you haven't gotten this KD deal finished yet. All right, Nick, so what's the latest on this Lakers-Nets situation? This is a multi-million dollar blinking contest right now between the the Lakers and the Nets because it feels like that's the only team that has legit interest in the moment. 
And a lot of that seems to be because LeBron is saying, hey, I've worked with him before. I know we can make it work again. But if you're the net, you're saying, I'm not taking back Russell Westbrook. (laughs) What's he going to do to help me? So, yeah, I want a couple picks. And if you're Rob Belenka, you say, okay, well, what other team is out there that's going to give you anything that you want? And that's the real issue for Brooklyn in the next couple months. Boy, it's a mess, just like this Yankee night. I hear Gordon groaning over there. Oh, my Lord. They had to take Holmes out. He hit another batter. He threw 15 pitches, Larry. In the inning, he threw five strikes. Mm. Oh, excuse me. He threw 16 pitches. Let's go Yankees. He got five strikes, and he hit two batters. Let's go Yankees. And he leaves the bases loaded and nobody out. Nobody out. See ya! (laughs) Might need a Joey Gallo home run tonight, after all. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right, Gordon, so here's what we know. Nets are still in a mess. (laughs) Yeah, oh, no, no question. I mean, all this tells you is that the Nets have absolutely no leverage at all. Nobody is trading what the Nets would see as an acceptable package at this point. Mm -hmm. So if, if you can't make a good deal... You can't you can't make a deal. You nope. got you got to wait until somebody's going to give you something halfway decent, and even if that means that Katie's going to sit out, I, the, the idea that the Nets are going to come out of this, ah, they won't be in such bad shape. No, they're going to be in bad shape. They're going to be in bad shape because they're not going to get anything close to Kevin Durant. I don't think that Kevin Durant is ever going to ch- like the idea that you you definitely have to trade Kyrie Irving, but yet somehow we still think Kevin Durant could change his mind and want to stay here. <laughs> no. I don't see that. And, and and who are you trading Kyrie to? The only yeah, exactly. team that it seems like there's interest in is the Lakers. Right. Like, who else in their right mind would give you anything for that guy when it's clear you got to get that guy out of it? Like, as much as you don't want to trade Kevin Durant, the Nets do want to trade Kyrie Irving. They mm-hmm. want him out of there immediately. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. And like he said, I know there's a number of folks who, who don't like Russell Westbrook, but Gordon, if you don't want Kyrie uh, – you may have to take that move. Where else well, is he going to go? The Lakers you, don't want Russell. No. Okay, you don't want Kyrie. Both of them are really expiring contracts because because Kyrie's got a one year deal. Russell, this is the last year on Russ's deal, even though he's making eleven million more, I think, for the season, or eight million more, something like that. He's making forty four, I think. So I mean, I know is <laughs> Joe Girardi. I'm sorry, it's not what you want, but you know you're if. Clearly, you don't want you don't want Kyrie Irving back if you're the Nets. You don't. So what he are you going to do? He is probably the second least tradable player in the league, behind Kevin Durant. <laughs> no, behind behind Ben Simmons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're not going to take somebody who is that undesirable, mm-hmm. where it seems like there's only two, one team that might be interested, and 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 the whole team is not interested. Right. It's just that right. that, that that LeBron wants him. Uh-huh. You're not going to turn that into something that's going to be – you're going to take back problems. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, friend of the show, Christian Winfield, who covers the Nets for the Daily News, Gordon, mm-hmm. he had an interesting a, – it, it's, it's, it's a four-team deal. Okay. All right. This is what he had. It's in the, his article in the Daily News today. Four-team deal. Okay. It's the Nets, the Suns, the Jazz, and the Pacers. Ready? Nets, Suns, Jazz, and Pacers. Suns, okay. All right, so 
I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll go and I'll do it in reverse order. So okay. I'll tell you what the Pacers receive. Okay. Okay. The Pacers would get DeAndre Ayton mm-hmm. via, Phoenix, via Phoenix right, and guard Mike Conley from Utah. Okay. All right. The Suns would get Kevin Durant gotcha. from Brooklyn and Miles Turner, the center for Indiana. Like that so, return for them. So Turner would replace Ayton as their center. Okay, hold on a second because I want to see if the – oh, he almost had a double play, just couldn't hold on to the ball. Oh. Uh, it's like it's all falling apart here. The defense yeah. the last three games has been dreadful for the Yankees. But they didn't score the tying run. That's the no, they did not score the tying That's run, the at least not yet. One out, still bases loaded. Okay, so – all right, so now let's move on. The Jazz receive Joe Harris from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, I don't see this. Okay. Cam Thomas from Brooklyn. Okay. Okay. Buddy Hill from Indiana. 2023, 2025, and 2027 unprotected first-round picks from Phoenix. Okay. Top five protected 2029 first-round pick from Phoenix, via mm-hmm. Phoenix. 20, 2026 and 2028 first-round first, uh, pick swap. The Nets receive, ready? Donovan Mitchell. Bojan by, by, by Don, uh, Bogdanovich. Okay. Mikael Bridges. Now, those two are from Utah. Mikael Bridges, Cameron Johnson from Philly, from Phoenix, rather, and a 2023 first-round pick from Indiana via Boston. So give me, the net, give me the Nets package again. Give it to me one more time. Uh, the Nets received Donovan Mitchell. Right. Bojan Bogdanovich, uh-huh. who was a okay. net before. Right, yeah. Uh, okay. Mikael so they Bridges. Get, uh, basically, they get Donovan Mitchell out of the deal. Right. And they get Mikael Bridges and Cameron Johnson, who are some three three and D guys who can you know some young talent, and they got a first round pick, which they clearly don't have. If the Nets turn out to get a player as good as Donovan Mitchell out of this whole thing, I'll be surprised. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of moving parts. That's a lot of moving parts. A lot of move, and and you know, the draft choices are the interesting thing to me. That's a lot of picks. That's moving around. It's a lot of picks. Yeah, I mean, basically, you're getting every. If you're Utah, you're getting every Phoenix pick. No demand. And look, I think that the Jazz clearly are lining up to trade Donovan Mitchell somewhere. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense, especially with Danny Ainge running the show. Yeah. You don't. You don't rebuild halfway, right? No. Like he's not going to rebuild halfway and move uh, Gobert and the package you got for him. Right. And then hold on. It doesn't make any sense, right? No. Like the point is to no. just get really bad and get a bunch of draft picks and hopefully you nail a few of them and, and then you really mm-hmm. build it in like three years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's a proposed trade. Once again, that's not Gordon's trade. No. That's not my trade. No. That's a trade that was a proposed for team, team deal. Uh, from Christian Winfield, who was the Nets beat writer in the Daily News. So that that was I looked at that. I'm like, hmm, that's a lot of folks. But but that's the t- like I said, that's you're gonna need. It's not a two team deal. You're gonna need three, maybe four teams to get this moved the right way, so everybody can get something. Let me and ask that's you what this: Do you think Kevin Durant has played his last game for the Nets? My gut feeling says yes. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know if he would sit out, though, Gordon. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he's that type. He seems to me to be a type. He doesn't seem to be a type. It's terrible to say, but he doesn't seem to me to be a type like James Harden. Like, I'm right. just not playing. I'm coming out of shape. I'm not. You don't believe? You think I'm You think I'm showing up? Or I'm proving it to you. Not only am I not showing up, I'm not, I don't even look like I can play. <laughs> I don't see Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant. I don't think he'll get out of shape, but I don't think he'll ever play another game. You know, I, so, I, you know, I just. I, 
I don't. It's hard for me to say that he's not going to show up. I really, I if they don't have the deal done, I it's hard for me to think that he won't show up. That that's the only reason that pain that pauses me from saying I, I don't. I think he's played his last game because I just I just don't see him not playing. I really don't. It's going to be interesting to see. What it, happens, look, though. it's it's good theater. I'll tell you that. Uh, there's no question theater. about it. No question. About it. And very quietly, the Knicks welcome Jalen Brunson. Very quietly. Business. Leon Rose said yes. When was the last time you said? Wait, wait that? a second. Leon Rose said something. How do we know? <laughs> How do we know this for sure? Uh, well, there's, there's there's a statement attributed to him. Uh oh, Gordon. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, look, you you play with danger. Eventually, you're going to get burned, and uh, the Reds have now. Uh, taking the lead 4-3 as they play in the ninth inning over at the stadium. Wandy Peralta came in, did a nice job getting two outs, both on fielder's choices at the plate, but you walk the bases loaded, or not walk, but you hit a couple of guys, you give a base hit. You know, you put yourself in that spot, eventually you're going to get burned, even by the Reds, who are a terrible baseball team, but uh, you give them that many chances, it eventually comes back to bite you, and it's bitten the Yankees. So we'll see if they can get out of it here. Uh, they still have uh, the bottom of the ninth to come up. I don't know who's coming up for it. Maybe Joey Gallo will bat all three times for the Yankee fans out there. I'm not sure. Joey Gallo just hung up the phone. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back and take your calls next on 9870 SPN. Joey Gallo leading off, Gordon? No, not going to be him. <laughs> they got a guy on the bench who's a slightly better hitter than Joey. Just a little bit? Just, yeah, just, just a, little. a little bit. Just a little better? I, I just tweeted just to just to spike up all the the hatred on Twitter. I said I would have let Gallo lead off, <laughs> but it's Aaron Judge, just to just to get people uh, you know yeah revved up because you know you know the Yankee fans. If the Yankees do go on and lose this game, they will uh, they will uh, make it out like the Orioles are gonna catch us in the in another week or two. <laughs> you know today, yeah, you're, you're, they're a half game behind you right now. Don't look. Yep. Yeah, don't look. What's the old line? Satchel Page. Don't look back. You don't know who's gaining on you or something right. like that, right? Somebody, somebody could be gaining on you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on ninety-eight-seven. Hey, it's always good to hear you guys. Two days, three days in a row. You know how nice, how nice are the people that run your company? Good to talk to you. You know, good to talk Listen. to you too, Buddha. Yeah. Uh, all right. Pleasantries aside. Okay. All right, listen. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Listen, check this out. You know, and I spoke to you Saturday, but then, listen, oh, so I I don't know if you heard this this show Saturday, but he ends the show, like, the last couple of minutes, and he's talking about the Jets need to win at least six games. And and I know you're a Dolphins fan, and I know what you're up to. This has nothing to do with it. Yeah, okay, it never does. No, it it absolutely – Buddha. Don't the Jets have to improve by more? If you're telling me that the Jets had the worst defense in football last year, fair? Yeah. Okay. They had a rookie quarterback last year who at least half the season was either hurt or just completely overwhelmed. Fair? Yeah. Okay. 100%. Then they went into this offseason and they killed the draft. They slayed it. They owned it. You have to improve by more than one game. They won four games last year. You can't win five games this year. If you only win five games this year, that's a sign that things aren't aren't, aren't on track. Okay, guess what? Mm-hmm. You're arguing my own point. Okay. Uh, like the reason why I said about the chicanery has nothing to do with they need to win at least six games. They just need to win at least eight games. Oh, okay. And, and, and let me All give right. you a six-year synopsis. 
Forget about the other five years that he didn't make the playoffs. Let's look at the last six years. You know, 2015, Todd gets the veteran team. You know, they're 10-6. You know, they lose the game to, to the coaches who have been here before. They don't make the playoffs. So the team goes with the youth route, you know. So Todd gets about two and a half or three more years. They give him the axe in 2018. Now, 2019, Chris Johnson, you know, the Kevin Dillon of the family, you know, heaven help us, <laughs> pun, pun firmly intended. You understand what I'm saying? He brings in a new coach who everybody hates. The media, the players, <laughs> the team. He united, he united everybody behind him. Oh, my God. But listen, it gets better. Let's go down a rabbit hole further. You know what I mean? So now he comes in, right? He brings his personal GM with him. He gets his GM a deal longer than his, six years. After two years, the guy he brings in moonwalks away from him, fires him, or said he fired him. We all know that Woody came back, he fired him. So now this same GM sacrifices the 2020 season, you know, to get rid of the quarterback, maybe directly or indirectly. I would say indirectly if you're looking at the, the draft picks he had in the free agency. You know, now the same GM brings in a new coach, right? 2020. He brings in a new coach. This guy is fire and brimstone on the sidelines of the, of the 49ers as a defensive coordinator. He comes here, he's looking like the thinker from Gabe Kyrie on the sideline. I mean, the, 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 they suck the life out of his body in one season. You know, don't stop me. I'm on a roll. The team plays the worst defense last year, like you said, Gordon. The Absolutely. worst defense, I would say, since the 96, or maybe even ever. Pick your game. Diggstown at MetLife. Um, you know, the coach game where, where Taylor gave you the old, the, the, the impressions of the Garrison Hurst in 1988 when he ran for 96 yards. You understand know what I'm saying? At the end of the game to win it out of OT. But now, the feel-good story coming to A&E. You understand know what I'm saying? It's coming to A&E. You know what it is. The surviving McCaglin, Todd, and Gase had us improve from two wins to four wins. And now, like you said, Gordon, followed by the greatest draft in greatest. NFL history, oh the God. greatest free agency period in NFL history, and you're telling me we're going to win six games at the best? You know, that's a Oh, I didn't say at the best. I said the bare minimum you can win is six games. If you don't win six yeah. games, everybody's got to be under under the microscope. Everybody's got to go. But how could it be six when we just discussed the best draft in Oh, the well, look, if it's more than that, that's great. That's great. Like, if you win seven, but, like, a couple of the losses were close losses and Zach Wilson looks the part, but you only won seven games – you know the the eye the beauties in the eye of the beholder. I can I can work with that. I can you can sell me hope if they're winning seven games, but if you're only you, winning I, six, I can sell it to you. Yeah, you're not a Jets fan. <laughs> I'm a Jets. Oh, fan. don't worry, I the Jet fan. If you if you win seven you, games, you will definitely they they were they still on board the Zach Wilson train after last year. You know what, bro? Listen, let me tell you something. Whether Zach Wilson is or he isn't, to me, to a certain point, and not a large point, but it's irrelevant. Because if I got a coach, like I told you, this dude was Ben Grimm on the sidelines at Yankee Street, you know, when he was over there in San Francisco. Now he comes over here and he's, and he's um, 
whole superior talent that was brought in this year by a draft and by a free agency, if as a coaching staff, with an extra game that they gave y'all, you can't get me to eight wins? Like, I don't care whether the quarterback is good or not. Like, I'm, I'm like all the notes. I can't go for that. I, I can't, man. It has to be eight wins. Six wins? Are you crazy? Six? Well, I, would, I wouldn't be. Thanks I wouldn't get my in. hopes up for any more than that, Buddha. Six wins. I, and look, Vegas is telling tough you schedule. they don't believe. Tough schedule. They it's don't a tough believe. schedule. But yeah. but I hear what Buddha's saying. You know, you if 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 this draft is as good as you say it was, right. if Zach Wilson is much better than you say because of what he's done, all the work he's done, he's bulked up, he's been in the books, he knows the offense. And Gordon, let's be fair. The off, in theory, the receivers are better around him than they were last year. The you would think that the overall talent is better. Yes. Yeah. Now yeah, it's about so. it's about the people. You know the the decision makers. It's about the coach. It's about the quarterback. It's about all of them putting it together, right? Because I, look, if, if it, I I can understand what Boot is saying. Like at some point, you got to really start to see a, a jump, yeah, right? Gotta, That's yeah. usually what you see. It's not it's yep. not incremental progress every single year. There's usually a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after this off season, which everybody's been giving them nothing but praise and all that stuff, I get it. But you got to win six. Yeah. It, like if you, we saying. can argue at seven or eight or nine or. But if you don't win six, there's no there's no case to be. It, it's it's Joey Gallo. There's no case to be made. If yeah. if if you don't win six games, yeah, the Jets win five games. Oh well, my this, god! Then then people's got to go. Right, and and, go. and again, it, it's the type of thing where even if you win six, there there could be a little bit of an argument because if it's all like you know how the schedule is really weak at the back half and yeah, it's really yeah, strong yeah. in the front. If you mm-hmm. start out like one and eight, and then you yeah. win like the last four or five, it I doesn't mean, count. no, it doesn't feel it doesn't like count. it. But look, I'll give them credit if they win. They got to win six. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you right now, you got to win six. Let's be clear on it. There's, there can be no discrepancies later on. You got to win six. That's the minimum amount. You're minimum. Got to win six. Got to win gotta six. Win. All right. I, I got you. I hear you. 1-800-919-3776. That's a tough game for the Yankees to blow. Oh, that is disgusting. You That's know? A tough game. That is a disgusting, disgusting loss. Even against Cincinnati. And was that the Oof. first three game? Was that the last year? That's the first. Game you lost when leading by three plus runs since at the stadium since the Strohs in twenty twenty. I don't know what's going on in the world. The Orioles are nine game winning streak. The Yankees are losing to the Reds. The whole world's falling apart here, Larry. The calls last night. I blame you. Ever since I left this show, all of a sudden things are falling apart. It doesn't feel good, Larry. It doesn't Why feel are you good. Blaming me? I wasn't even here. I. That's true. But I got to <laughs> look. When you're on that DPH and Rothenberg show, you realize. You know, it's like when uh, when things go wrong, you start pointing fingers at everybody else. That's what you do. The, I picked up wow. some bad habits. I got. That's all I can. That's the only wow. excuse I can make. Hmm. And those guys are asleep, so I can say this. Uh, no, but RJ's awake. Nice. No <laughs> shot. No okay. chance. Yeah, right. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.